thank God that for the wonderful singing and for the wonderful testimonies he gave us today. Yes. Please, please stand and turn your Bibles to John chapter 1, verse 1. In John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your love for us, for saving us, for your many blessings, and for your eternal Word. Please help us now, Lord, to hear what you have to us to say. We praise and give you honor, honor, and glory. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. What a wonderful message we heard this morning about faith. It is the message we need to hear to this day. Reality check. We live in a world where people don't have faith. Everybody claims to be a Christian and to have faith, but is that really true? We only have to watch one or two news reports on TV to realize that is not true. God says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, ever warning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Over the last eight years, America has become weak, godless, a pajama boy nation with the onesie-wearing man-child everywhere. We need men who will not be ashamed to be a Christian man and who will proclaim this book. We have come to an all-time high of apostasy and godlessness in a country that was founded by Bible-believing men only a few hundred years ago. We live in a time now called the post-truth world where people reject the idea of absolute truth, saying, what is true for me might not be true for you. This false thinking from the pits of hell is being taught through Hollywood, schools, universities, the media, and apostate churches. We are living among people with a messed up thinking, including so-called Christians who base their thinking, theology, doctrine, and morals on man's opinion and not on the word of God. A recent survey by America's research group among millennials in our churches today shows over 14% say they're not born again. 35% believe that the Bible has errors or they don't know if it has errors. 44% say that homosexual behavior is not a sin or they don't know if it is a sin. 65% believe if you are a good person, you go to heaven. 33% believe there are other so-called holy books inspired by God, or they don't know if there are. Not only has our country lost its belief in God, 
but one of the terrible results is it has legalized the murdering of babies. Yes. A recent news article reported that in 2016, Planned Parenthood killed 328,348 unborn babies. That means one baby is killed every 90 seconds in 2016 in America. This leads to the following question. How can this be possible in our beloved nation? It is a sad reality because even many Christians no longer believe God's word is the ultimate source for truth for our daily living. Colossians 2.8, Beware yeast any man spoil you through philosophy and feign deceit after the tradition of man and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. God says in Mark 7, verse 8, For weighing aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of man as the washing of pots and cups and many other such-like things we do. Our nation has forsaken God and his word because they do not know who is God. How can we know who God is and that we can trust God and his word? God says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All skip scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Here are two reasons we can know God and trust God. He tells us who he is in his word and through his creation. He is all-powerful. And he wants us to know how powerful he is and that we can trust him. One way he reminds us every day is through the wonders of his creation. Everything in our universe falls laws. The most basic is the laws of logic. Imagine the universe without the law of non-contradiction. Then something can be true and false at the same time. What kind of universe would that be? The universe would be non-functional without the laws of logic and mathematics, physics, rules of light, energy, gravity, motion, and the laws of chemistry and biology. It all speaks to us of its creator, God. He made these laws, and they work together perfectly to make life on earth possible. God the king of the universe rules with laws and order. The first five books of the Bible in Hebrew are called the Torah, which means law. There's even a book in the Bible called Numbers. Yes. Colossians 1.16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. The sun and the moon rise and fall every day, 365 times a year, declaring the power of God. Each day, is God is with us and telling us that we can trust him. Romans 1.20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, he, even his internal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Yes. Many people choose to reject the Bible and Jesus, our creator, 
but examples of God's power are all around us. Yes. God Amen. even tells us how he made us. Amen. God says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the, life, I mean, the breath of life, and made man became a living soul. Yes. God made man of the fairy elements that exist in the ground. Yes. Scientists are now finally catching up with the Bible. Right. Researchers have discovered that what the Bible taught us long ago is that we're really not much more than just dirt, like yeah. God said. Yeah. Amen. Listen, to yeah. what, listen to what they found. In the human body, God put enough sulfur to get rid of the fleas on a dog enough lime to whitewash a chicken coop, enough fat to make six bars of soap, enough iron for a dozen nails, enough phosphorus for a box of matches, enough magnesium for one good dose, enough sugar for about 10 cups of coffee, enough potassium to fire a toy, and enough salt to fill a salt shaker. <laughs> Ungodly scientists believe they can be God, in quote, animals, or create life, saying there is no God creator, or, but or only man in his intelligence. So, man could take all the necessary ingredients, about 58 pounds of oxygen, 50 quarts of water, 2 ounces of salt, 3 pounds of calcium, 24 pounds of carbon, some chlorine, some phosphorus, some fat, some iron, sulfur, and glycerin, but all they would have would be a big mess. We all know it is impossible to create a man. Only God can create life. Psalms 139.14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Think of it. Just one square inch of skin, about the size of a postage stamp, has five million cells, and each one of them is extremely complicated. But yards of blood vessels, four yards of nerves, a hundred sweat glands, 15 oil glands, and 25 nerve endings. Let's think of how God created our heart. Every minute, our heart pumps 10 to 30 pints of blood through 60 thousand miles of veins, arteries, and capillaries through our body. Because God is so clear and wants us to know, he gave us his word. Amen. Amen. That's right. Have you ever noticed that the devil always attacks the Bible and mocks the account of God's creation? Why is that? It's because the devil knows that if we cannot believe that God created the universe, earth, and man, we will also not believe and not have faith in God for other things in our life. Yes, sir. There is a real battle between the kingdom of God and the spirits of yes, darkness. Yes, amen. The first attack on man by the devil was to put doubt in their heads about the trustworthiness of the word of God. Yep. His main attack has always been and still is on the Bible. Yes. What can we do to increase our faith in the faith of other people? 500 years ago, the believers of the 15th and 16th century lived in times that were changing rapidly. The invention of the printing press enabled the printed word to travel in a way it never could before 
and the Bible was available in the English language. Amen. New lands were being discovered, and science was advancing greatly. Churches and governments were filled with greed, corruption, and political unrest. Martin Luther named his 95 Theses to the door of a church telling people God wanted them to live by faith. People were searching for truth. We too live in time of great changes and unrest. Technology and the internet are creating massive globalization and we are getting closer to a one world government, money and economy. We are faced with threats of diseases, terrorism, natural disasters and nuclear wars. We are also discovering new things in the universe. And even some of our churches and governments are greedy and corrupt. People are confused, troubled, and they don't know what the truth is. God wanted people to know the truth 500 years ago, and he still wants people to know the truth today. God says in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Until we hold firmly to God's word and decide to fully trust in him, we will not be victorious in our daily life. We must submit to the authority of God's word and refuse to compromise with human traditions and man's wisdom. Ephesians 6.16 Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. James 1.22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. A poem was carved in medieval times on a church door, and it shows the need for God's people to sow their faith in God through their life and not just through their words. The poem reads, You call me eternal, then do not seek me. You call me gracious, then do not trust me. You call me just, then do not fear me. You call me wife, then do not choose me. Yes. You call me ward, then do not respect me. You call me master, then do not obey me. Yes. You call me merciful, then do not thank me. Yeah. You call me king, then do not serve me. Yeah. You call me witch, then do not ask me. You call me savior, then do not praise me. Yeah. You call me shepherd, then do not follow me. Amen. You call me the way then do not walk with me. They call me the wise, then do not heed me. You call me son of God, then do not worship me. In closing, let's remember the words of the Apostle Paul who encouraged the saints to earnestly contend for the faith. The Bible tells us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to proclaim it boldly and public. The only hope for our generation to change and return to God is if we make his truth known. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is trusting, obeying, and following Jesus. All we have to do is look up to the heaven in the morning and at night to know our God is great and our God is real and every word of the Bible is true. Let's have faith and do all we can until the Lord Jesus returns.